Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast for Thursday, August 20th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez. On today's show, we will have nine-year-old Kinley Peck, who can recite the entire 80-man roster of the New Orleans Saints. But first up, we have a very special guest. All of our guests are special. Catherine Terrell of The Athletic. Catherine, first question, do you prefer Catherine or Cat, or does it matter? I really don't care. I either get called Catherine, Cat, or KT. The only thing I ask is just, like, don't call me Kathy. I tell everyone that, and then it backfires on me. Of yeah, course, whenever I tell people to Kathy. not call me Carolyn, usually JD specifically only calls me Carolyn, and it just right. it grinds my gears a little bit. <laughs> um, so, Kat, you were out there for all of the Saints practices. We are on day three. I guess you could say day two of padded practice since uh, day two technically had some shells. Uh, but first, can you tell us kind of the process of how things are different from past year's training camps and this year? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, everyone always asks you, don't be late. And I feel like Mike Triplin and I, like, exist on the existential plane of always being late. And, <laughs> but, like, this year, I'm like, you cannot be late. So I'm always just, like, screeching into practice, like, at 8.49. They ask us to be there at 8.50. And that's because every, uh, every morning before practice, we have to go get tested. And, you know, obviously they don't want to wait on everyone for good reason. So we basically, every day we go into this testing trailer, um, we get our COVID test. And then at some point at like two or three in the morning, the Saints will get the results back and like analyze them in the morning. And that day's test gets you into practice the next day. So I've already been tested by the Saints probably six times, uh, a lot of times, I think it's six. <laughs> and um, it just shows you how seriously they're taking it. And not, not only that, the Saints and every team in the league have these things called contact tracers and I know they've been talked about a lot but so basically I put mine and my credential that goes around my neck and then you can look at it and if you get too close to someone within six feet it'll start blinking they have to be wearing a contact tracer as well so if you're too close to another reporter and it starts to blink it tells you like hey you need to back up I think eventually they start beeping at you I don't really know I haven't <laughs> tested that out I don't want to know but um, it, it's, it's weird. It's, it's weird. It's weird not to have fans there, but it is cool to be at practice and it almost feels normal with, with except for that. And, you know, it, it, I'm happy to be tested a million times. I said this in, on the radio today. If that's what it takes to be able to cover practice and not spread this, like, hey, I'll, I'll take two a day. I mean, whatever, whatever everyone wants. <laughs> Instead of blinking, they should have like ludicrous saying like back up. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would that would be really effective. Or like you know that that honking um, alarm tone that wakes up people who cannot wake up. It's yeah, yeah. Like screaming at you like back up. I don't think the lights. I mean, the lights like do work for neurotic people like me who are like, oh my god, you need to back up. But like some people probably don't even notice them. So we need probably to not. this up. We need to like take it to the next level. Ludicrous would work. Yeah, I think I think ludicrous. We should we should go into contracts with that. I think that would be a really good call. Um, so day day three of practice. One of the themes I heard from practice today, obviously, since I'm not going, I'm hosting from a remote location. So pretty much only thing that I have access to is the interviews uh, and media availability after. And then I, of course, talk with my co-host JD. But um, the thing that stood out to me the most today in interviews was Malcolm Jenkins and his leadership ability. So since you're able to see what's going on on the field, how was that standing out to you guys uh, in practice? Yeah, it's interesting. I actually got asked that um, about 
Jenkins uh, by someone else earlier today. And what I said is I wrote a story about, God, four or five years ago now, kind of telling the story about where the Saints 2014 defense went off the rails. And there was a lot of factors, but in the story, a lot of players that I interviewed or people I interviewed said not having Malcolm Jenkins was like the thing that broke the defense apart because while Jenkins never reached his full potential the first time around with the Saints, what he did do is he was the leader in the backfield. He was the one who could tell every other player, this is where you're supposed to be. This is where you're supposed to do. He was the guy that could make the big speeches in the locker room. I mean, he basically ran the defense. And so when he left, they were all these young guys who didn't know what to do. And so he is the guy that he's like the, I mean, the quarterback of the defense, it's a, it's a cliche, but he's the one that knows where everyone's supposed to be. And Demario Davis also takes that role. So they got two guys, but I think that's really going to show up in September because you do have a long, a lot of young guys outside of Davis. And, you know, I, I just think having these, two leaders or it's really going to help the team and that's why they're so desperate to get them back they know that and they know that a guy like that could help take him to the Super Bowl yeah I'm curious to uh see the development of that chemistry between DeMario and Malcolm Jenkins because obviously they know each other so well right. on the social justice front and you know the NFLPA but now you know sharing a field together and sharing a defense together you kind of wonder if there's going to be um, kind of two men, one voice, or if it's going to be, you know, Demario controls up front, Malcolm Jenkins controls the bet, like how that chemistry begins to develop between those two. Has that, have you seen any display of that in practice so far? Not yet, because Demario actually hasn't done much in practice this week. I think I, I asked, and I, this is never really answered because you gotta, you gotta keep some cards close to the, right. close to the vest or whatnot. But I think Demario either is, they're just backing off of him this week or just they're, they know what they have in DeMario. They know he's a great player. It's the same thing with Teron Armstead today. He didn't really do much. So they've been subbing in Craig Robertson and DeMario during 11 on 11 drills has kind of been taking a step back, at least with the first team. And um, so I haven't seen them on the field together that much, but okay. um, you know, I, I think they had a shortened training camp. You have to see what you have with these young guys. And I mean, you know what you're getting with DeMario and you also know, in September, he's going to be 100% ready to go, no matter how many snaps he got. I mean, so I just, I, you don't worry about him. So right. there could be any number of reasons for that, but I'm, I'm sure it's all a combination. Yeah, I, well, I'm excited to see that that relationship develop. Another player that um, we heard a lot about today and really yesterday was Ty Montgomery. I feel like he's definitely making a name for himself. And Sean Payton spoke earlier today about, you know, they don't have those preseason games. So this is really the time to create a competitive environment for players to make a name for themselves. And we've heard Ty Montgomery's name, it seems like a lot. What is he doing especially well, in your opinion? Well, I think his versatility just helps a lot. I mean, he, he can be with the running backs. He can catch balls out of the backfield. He's got good speed, good quickness. He can come around the corner really quick. Uh, he kind of flashed a lot in Wednesday's practice, even though they weren't in pads. He had a lot of nice plays. And he was actually not on my 53-man roster when Larry Holder, my coworker, and I did it a few weeks ago. But that was only because I said I, everyone's penciling him in already. And, and I just think he's done some stuff in the past, but he's got to make this roster like anyone else. Well, I think he's certainly – on his way there. I mean, Peyton loves guys that he can kind of plug in anywhere. And if he can make this work, he's the perfect candidate. Uh, 
you know, you, they're always looking for the next Darren Sproles and that's almost impossible to find, but if Ty Montgomery can do anything like Darren Sproles did, I, I think that they could really have some interesting plays with him this year. Staying on offense, Kat, not Kathy. Um, <laughs> not Kathy. You, not Kathy. Um, do you think we're starting to see a little bit of a preview in the center and guard position battle of what is going to come? Because it seems like the first three days, Eric McCoy has stayed at that center position and Ruiz has stayed at the guard position. Do you think they really are just kind of feeling it out? Do you think that's what we're going to see moving forward because of the lack of time? What are your, your thoughts on that battle? Well, I think probably by next week we're going to know because it's such a condensed period of seeing these players in pads. I think they only get you know, 14 padded practices of varying lengths. It was 15 minutes longer than it was Monday. So you don't have much time. So you can't sit here and rotate them back and forth for weeks. I mean, you have to kind of make a decision and stick with it pretty soon. And I say next week, who knows, the coaches might have a longer timeline. But, I mean, with center – you have to know a lot of the calls and protections and things like that. It is easier in this offense, even though it's a very complex offense because Drew Brees handles so much of that, but it's still a lot to learn. So you don't want to take this rookie and be throwing them here and there and everywhere. So I do think they're, they probably will have at least one rotation and we will see Ruiz line up at center, but pretty soon I think that's going to be solidified and they're just going to move forward with whatever they decide. It was funny, uh, we were talking to Mike Triplett earlier in the week, and it's it's that time of year where you have to interpret everything that anyone says and just exactly. kind of make it your own. It's like, hmm, there's a, there's a piece of gum on the field today. I wonder what that means. Um, so it's it's kind of funny how much we, we all try to interpret and, and come up with our own conclusions. The last player I'll ask you about, Kat, is um, Benny Fowler. And how do you not say Benny without thinking Benny and the Jets? I mean, I don't, I don't really <laughs> well, the know. The coaches said it today. They did? Yes, like multiple times. That's awesome. I, I just thought about that every time I think of Benny. I think, Benny, you know. <laughs> or, uh, um, uh, that movie, 27 Dresses. Yes, yes, exactly what I was thinking of. Um, so how has he made an impact? Because obviously he's at the wide receiver position. I thought the story that Drew Brees uh, or that Benny told about Drew Brees yesterday and the fact that he kind of just called, made some calls and got Benny out for, for a workout and got him um, inside the facility, I thought that was amazing. But do you think he has a role maybe at wide receiver or do you think it's more of a special teams role? Yeah, first of all, I love that story because I'm a sucker for a good story. and. Yeah. I think it says a lot about Drew Brees that he said, I'm going to make a call for you and then did it that day because so many people say that and then never do anything. So, I mean, he's a man of his word, but I, I think people knew that. And the, I think I've only talked to Fowler once and I was over Zoom yesterday and I came away really impressed. I, I could see like, okay, I could see why they like this guy. He's really smart. Uh, I mean, if, if he can do – anything on the field. And I know he's a veteran, but I, I could see why Breeze immediately was like, I like him. I think he's going to have to have a role in special teams. And he did have, he did have some nice plays today. I don't know about wide receiver yet because I thought about it yesterday. I was, I was like, man, as much as we've talked about Benny Fowler, he hasn't stood out at all. So I kind of tried to watch him more today. So he really has stood out more on special teams so far, but you know, honestly, if Breeze likes you, that's half the battle. Uh, Saints fans always want to know, why is Austin Carr still around? What does he do? And right. I always say, well, Breeze and Peyton love him. And 
if you if they love you first of all you're doing something right second i mean it's it goes a long way to getting yeah that's enough spot. right yeah so if fowler continues to impress breeze it, it's not everything but it helps a lot so we'll see how that goes in the next few weeks but um he did have some nice plays today day three uh obviously not a huge portion size but if you could pick away maybe offensive defensive player that you've really liked over these last three days of practice can you pick one on the offensive or defensive Ooh. side of the ball that's a good question thank um, you. i should know <laughs> what'd you say i said thank you that's my job <laughs> <laughs> gotta come up with the hard-hitting question <laughs> you know i i have written observations three times and now i'm like who is the player of the week i think overall we'll go overall first overall yeah. the defense has won every day i've watched practice I think Janoris Jenkins and Marshawn Lattimore have had really good practices. I think uh, Marcus Williams had an interception today, and so did Alex Anzalone. Anzalone has been standing out a little bit, and Peyton even kind of gave him props. Uh, offensively, uh, Montgomery looked great on Wednesday. Michael Thomas always looks good. He had this great play in, on one-on-ones where he kind of out-muscled Janoris Jenkins. I think to Jenkins' irritation because, you know, I don't know how much contact you have in those drills, but he kind of out-muscled him and got a step on him. And, but that's Michael Thomas. He goes 100% all the time. You know that. Uh, man, I would just have to – I'm trying to think. Uh, Dewan Johnson has stood out to me because of his size. He looks like a tight end. And then I think uh, Deontay Harris has gotten more involved than he would have at this point last year. So there's, there's a lot of people standing out. But right now, to me, it's, it's kind of – all defense, which if I were a Saints fan, I would be happy about yeah. because their offense is always pretty – their offense always shows up. It's the defense that's usually the problem. So if they look this good right now, hey, that's a good thing to me. I need a little insider information. So we know that Zach and Deuce stand side by side with each other <laughs> at almost all times. So do they have the sensors? Are they sensorless? What's going on with those two? They do have the sensors. They almost uh -huh. walked away with the sensors the other day. They had to – they had to go retrieve them. Um, but yeah, hey, they are not sensor free. We all have to be socially distanced. Even uh, former Saints legends do not get out of the contact tracers. They're not exempt of the COVID, <laughs> COVID symptoms. Well, Kat, yeah. I appreciate you so much. Thanks uh, for joining us and good luck the rest of the week. And hopefully we can get our days together eventually because I'm confused still on what day it is. I feel like I got past that point in quarantine where I didn't know what day it was. And then now that training camp started, it's like, well, back back to not knowing what day it is. Uh, I never know what day it is. And now <laughs> that training camp has started, I'm back to drinking three cups of coffee a day. So I feel you. I think it's Thursday. I have no idea. So, um, but well, hey, thanks, I'm, thanks for having me. It was fun to be on, making my podcast debut. So excited to have you. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot. All right, that was Catherine Terrell of The Athletic. You can follow her on Twitter at K-A-T underscore Terrell, T-E-R-R-E-L-L. All right, as promised, it is time now for our interview with nine-year-old Kinley Peck. Her and her dad, Rustin, joined the show after their video went viral on social media because she can recite the entire 80-man roster of your New Orleans Saints as they approach training camp. And she apparently has done this for the past few years, but this year she came up with a little bit something new. All right, let's go ahead and get into our interview with Kinley and her dad, Rustin. Kinley, can you tell me a little bit about your first memory of being a Saints fan? Can you remember that far back? 
Well, I don't have great memory, but I have this picture in my room, and it's when I was one. There's this balloon, and it has, and it's a football with saints on it. And that's your I'm sitting in a little basket with black and gold. So since birth, you've been a Saints fan, huh, Kinley? He started it. <laughs> yeah, she, she had no choice. She was born into it. Born a Saints fan. So where I know I read in the article that Rod Walker came out with about you and, and about Kinley, but can you give the fans, the listeners, a little bit of insight about where you guys are from? We are from a town just east of Pensacola called Pace, Florida. Um, so we are we are quite a not too far away, but a, a, we got to make a commitment to come over to New Orleans. So when we come to camp, we normally come for a couple days. We come and, and stay. Uh, a few nights and and we uh, always strive to be first in line when we're there so it's always like get there go see everything we can see and then go hurry up and go get in line that's pretty much how it goes so how many years now have y'all been coming to camp well i don't know really <laughs> i went um a few times before when she was really little um and then she started coming in 2017 when she was just turning six, a few days after her sixth birthday, we made our first trip. Um, and we've made it every year since, of course, until this year with the pandemic. Right. So, Kinley, in years past, I'm, I'm so sorry that there aren't fans in this year. I really wish I could make that happen for you guys. I wish I could just make it all go away. Um, but, Kinley, in years past, whenever you guys are in that hotel room and you know that Saints training camp is coming the next morning, is it kind of like Christmas where you hit your dad and you're like, get up, we need to go wait in line. Well, we, uh, we woke up really early. I can't even tell you the time. But I'm um, uh... – they wake me up because <laughs> sometimes I like to sleep. We all do, Kenley. We all do. <laughs> we don't. Uh, we don't want the secret out about what time we get in line for camp because we we have people that try to beat us the next year, and yeah. uh, we get a special. She got a special prize last year for being first. Can't let any trade secrets out, Kenley. That is that you're learning from the best right there, and your dad. So, um, Kenley, when you go through this process of memorizing the training camp roster. Can you tell me like where you start? Do you start with a certain position? How long does it take you? Well, um, uh, it takes me a while. I start like June 1st and I go through. I usually end it before July starts and it takes me a couple weeks, but adding the celebrations and all that, it takes a lot. Takes a little bit. Yeah. Kayla, you should try to see if you can get your parents to, um, or your teachers to excuse you out of summer reading so that you can just have the training camp memorizing as an excuse for your summer reading. <laughs> we, uh, we made her wait uh, when she started the first time. We made her wait till school was over. So we had nothing else going on. It was kind of a summer thing. And we picked it up, and I really didn't think she would learn as many as she did. And uh, she did it the first time in 2017 before we went, and that's how we met Rod. And uh, we've done it every year since. And every year she does a little bit more and a little bit more. And this year it was adding the coaches, knowing, knowing who all the coaches were. And uh, it's always more and more and more. 
she she said she was going to do birthdays and colleges and all that stuff. I thought that's a lot to try to get out. <laughs> that's hard, Kinley. That's hard. All right, Kinley. So can you tell me a little bit about how your process goes as far as memorizing? Do you guys use note cards? Again, I don't want you to release any, any secrets that you don't want to tell, but what's your process? Um, not during the video, but while I'm learning them, I have this little notebook and it lists all the players. We write it down every year so I can study them. That's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie to you, Kinley. Go ahead, Rustin. We, we learned it by position. So the first time she ever did it, I had to call out the position. Like I would have to say quarterbacks, and then she would name the players, and then running backs. So we told her the next year, I said, well, you got to evolve. I can't do it for you. So now that's why she'll say quarterbacks, running backs, and that kind of takes her from one position group to the next. And so to me, that's, that's probably her trick to be able to go through and just go by position and break it down. Kinley, what do your friends at school say about you knowing how to do all of this? They don't know about it. They don't know about it? It's not like a show and tell secret? I'd be telling everybody. They don't know about it? That's all right. Either they know or they don't. <laughs> my second grade, she actually was like, hey, I have a friend in the newspaper. <laughs> That is a pretty cool. That's, that's one way to get in the newspaper, Kinley. Now, you, there's another way that is also through sports. Now, you were telling me before we started the interview that you, you play quite a few sports. Can you tell me which sports you play? I play soccer, softball, jiu-jitsu, and football. Man, that is – you got a lot going on. Those are busy afternoons over there. What position in football do you play? Mostly running back, and I play some defense. You play some defense now. I understand it's flag football, but nevertheless, that is that's pretty cool. Do you do you model your, model your game more after Alvin Kamara or maybe Latavius Murray? Who's your favorite running back for the Saints? Um, Alvin Kamara. You like him? He's a good one. He's a good one. You want to tell her what uh, what end zone dances you were doing last year? When you were <laughs> I'm doing Saints dances like I was doing to Mario Davis and all this. That's pretty cool. That's a good celebration to have right there. Kinley, do you have a favorite Saints player? Um, I have a couple. Let's hear them. Um, Drew Brees. Taysom Hill, he's always in disguise. You never know where he's going to play. <laughs> and um, uh, Alvin Kamara sometimes might be little jitterish but that's okay go ahead anyone else um michael thomas for the end zone dances i sometimes i'd score and one time last play of the game i did um michael thomas and the referee he was like well that's your last one for this game <laughs> I love that. That is awesome, Kinley. You should have a lot of pride in that. Score more touchdowns and do more celebration dances. Go ahead, Rustin. You want to tell her about your last two Halloween uh, costumes? Um, last two years for Halloween. Um, two years ago, I was Sean Payton. And last year, I was Tom Benson. <laughs> they wanted me. Yeah, I'm like, no, I want to be Tom. <laughs> That's awesome, Kinley. Um, Kinley, what do you want to be when you grow up? Do you know? You don't have to know. Don't um, feel pressure. Sure. 
I want to play football and I want to be a sports doctor. A sports doctor? Did you know that there's football for girls? Well, um, uh, I have these books and I have greatest teams of all time. And for like other leagues, there was IWFL. Yeah. And They've come to the Oshner Sports Performance Center a few times. In fact, um, you know, I know I'm sure your dad wants you to stick in flat, stick with flag football for as long as you can, but they actually have tackle fo football for, for women. So maybe when you're older, maybe you can get into that. Is that something you might be interested in? You hope so? I hope so, but for how tiny I am now, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's okay. You're going to grow big and strong. Give me the Michael Thomas. Ugh. Yeah. All right, Kinley, is there anything else Saints fans that you, you want Saints fans to know about you? Um, not really. Not really. What about your dad? How big of a Saints fan is your dad? Well, he can tell you all that. No, it's for me to know. <laughs> um, I'm just an average fan compared to her. Kinley, have you been to any Saints games? No, training camp's mostly my game because – well, we're usually busy all the time, so. Kinley, I hope we can get you inside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome soon. I don't know when that will be. Obviously, you know everything that's going on in the world right now. I'm sure that's difficult for you guys uh, over there in, um, yeah, in, in Pensacola. Um, but hopefully we can get you inside at a game soon. But I need you to keep me a promise, okay, Kinley? Are you ready? Okay, next time that you are at a game, your dad now has my number. I need your dad, you have to tell your dad to text me so that you and I can get a picture because I need a picture with you. Yes, ma'am. All right. Kinley, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on the show today. I really appreciate it. Of course, we have all of your information available on NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints app. We will keep you up to date with stories from our very own John DeShazer. We have transcripts. We have interviews. We have photos. We have everything you need right there on NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints app. And, of course, make sure you follow at Saints on social media for daily highlights and much more available right there on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Caroline Gonzalez. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show, and we'll talk to you next week.